1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. And we appreciate his
2: time as always, Jared Goff, Lyons, quarterback with us here on 97 won the ticket. Uh, how was the how, Thanksgiving break and what's it like to get back to work?
3: Uh, yes, yeah, nice to get back. You know, the, the few days off was good to, rest and recover and I uh, wish we could have been, you know, celebrating a win over the weekend but uh, it was nice to get off our feet a little bit and, and come back ready to go this week.
4: With the, is that too much time off you think for 3 days no. for a football player in the middle of the
2: season is it too much or is it no it, it's welcome. No, it's very welcome. It's very welcome. Dan Campbell said today on our morning show that guys on offense were starting to ask when James Houston was going to be activated, and he played five plays and had two sacks. He recovered a fumble on special teams. He mentioned the offensive line, but you as a quarterback, did you see that coming with James Houston?
3: Yeah, you know, he's done some good things in practice where, you know, he's disrupted some things, and and you can see it kind of happening uh, on the scout team or Throughout training camp and whatnot. And uh yeah, he's he's done some good things. But no, I don't know if I I had my hands on him as much as those online, and they they certainly know better than me.
4: You know, when you look at this roster and you've been here for two years and Brad Holmes has been here for two years, Dan Campbell's been here for two years, you guys all come in together and you're starting to see we as fans are starting to see, I wonder how how you as a as a player view it, with all this young play, all this young talent kind of coming together over the last year and a half. What does it mean to you and what do you see that maybe we don't about uh, th- this roster?
3: Um, yeah, obviously the talent is coming together, but I think these young guys are, are starting to learn how to win and starting to learn what it takes in the NFL and, you know, starting to really understand uh, when those moments are late in games that that can change games and can finish games and uh, really trying to take advantage of them.
2: Can you give us a tangible example of that? Like when you saw something happen yes. and you said that that's a, uh, I can see our team growing up in this moment.
3: Well, I think it's the, the Packers game and the Bears game uh, finishing it on defense. Both of those, uh, you know, obviously, Okuda having an interception in that game, but Kirby in the Packers game, and then you know the last play of the game there, Rodgers has the ball, and, and you know they need to put a good pass rush on him and get a stop and and whatnot. And then I think about that Packers game too, James Mitchell, another young guy making the touchdown catch in the back of the end zone right before that. Um, you know, Tom Kennedy, considered also a young guy, just hasn't had much playing experience and, you know, making big plays down the stretch. We're starting to learn when those plays are and, and how to take it to an inch ball.
4: You know, this this game against the Bills, it, it had a feel for, for at least me up in the press box watch it, and I could talk to some of the fans who were actually at the game too, that it kind of felt like a boxing match. It was like a punch, counter punch type thing uh, with Buffalo and going toe-to-toe with, you know, at the time, the odds-on favorite for the, to win the Super Bowl. How did it feel for you guys out there on the field?
3: Yeah, it definitely felt that way. I think that was the, that was definitely the best home crowd I've ever played in front of in my career and um, being able to feel their energy and feel you know the fans and then, like you said, that game going back and forth and knowing that was a good team, but we know we're a good team too and, and can do a lot of good things and uh, came into that game expecting to win expecting to do a lot of good things and, and unfortunately came up just short.
2: When you say best home crowd you've ever played in front of in your career, do you mean your entire career or just in Detroit?
3: In, entire career.
1: Wow. Well, that's, that's for sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was so, it was sold out. It was loud. It was uh, both sides of the ball. Yeah. It would certainly be the the best home crowd I've ever played in front of. Yeah,
4: we've we've been to uh, years ago. The Lions played a Monday night game against the uh, it was Sunday night or Monday night game against the Bears, and the crowd was insanely loud. It resulted in, in more than a handful of false star penalties for the opposition and we know what the home crowd can do uh in, in terms of helping out the home team. Where does Ford Field rank with the other stadiums that you played? And I know you just said this was the loudest stadium you've ever seen, but just in general, where does it rank with the, the crowd noise and how he can feed off of that?
3: Uh yeah, that's you know, that's a good question. I, I think it's right up there with anybody. You know, it, it can it's loud as a dome. It's it can be you know, it can be disruptive, and it can it can do a lot of good things. Um, I, I certainly can tell when we're winning and doing some good things on offense. Uh, it definitely gets louder for the defense, so uh, it goes hand in hand. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun, man, playing in front of those guys. All
2: right, going back to the Bills game, the play the fans asked us the most about was the late third down and one on your final drive, and uh, you know, just could you take us through? the theory and ben johnson's theory behind the play call of taking a shot and and then what you saw trying to hook up with shark
3: yeah of course that's going to be the one that gets focused on and there was a lot of other plays in that game that could have gone either way and and you know that that's the one you know that because we lost the game you know we kicked the field goal you know whatever but um yeah it was it was a few options there and they brought cover 0 they brought everybody and um i thought that was my best option to take that shot and um, wasn't quite on the same page with TJ, and and we just missed it. But uh, was happy I shot my shot there and and took a chance to win the game and didn't make it happen.
4: Was that a case? It was you were thinking back shoulder throw. He was uh, I was you can see on the play when he's running he throws his arm up in the air like to throw it deep. But had you already started your motion to throw it was was that what the miscommunication was?
3: Yeah, I think so. I, I, again, I, I don't know. I mean, if we had to do it again, would I throw it differently? Maybe, but. Um, yeah, it's just it's just reps, man. It may, may be a result of his first game back. and I don't know, just being on the same page. I wish I would have thrown it out in front of him and given him a chance there, but uh, I thought it was going to be a different type of throw.
2: Well, the other thing is you guys got in that position in part by spending most of the day being unpredictable. You had third and mediums where you guys mm-hmm. ran the ball, and I had four examples of you doing that throughout the game, throwing it in on some short yardage situation prior to that. Is that part of, was that part of the game plan going in was to be unpredictable?
3: Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah. I think what you're referring to is we probably had two downs there to get it, um, you know, running it. And if we don't get it, we still have another play to go on fourth down. Uh, that's, that's typically when that happens, um, you know, but yeah, we'll run the ball on third downs at times. And, and typically if it's third and medium, it means we're probably going to go for it on fourth down. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I thought we, we, we executed our game plan pretty well and um, had some good stuff mixed in there, some couple trick plays that didn't really work out for us, but um, yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun game plan and, and one that was uh, maybe not executed as well as it could have been to win the game, but it was it was really well executed.
4: It felt like it was it was close to this time last season when things looked like they really kind of clicked for you and clicked for the offense. Is there another gear that this offense can go to this season with similar growth to what we saw a year ago?
3: Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's getting some of these guys back healthy will help a lot. Um, DJ getting back, you know, he had a great catch on that touchdown and did some other great things that game. Um, Getting Josh back hopefully this week and um, see where he's at. And and then at some point, Jameson will be back. And whenever that is, that will certainly give us a a big shot in the arm and um, give us a chance to continue to to progress and, and be even better as an offense.
2: Well, you um, you brought it up, but if you haven't been able to tell, <laughs> this time slot, 10 to 2 here, has a bit of an obsession with what Jameson Williams might bring to the Lions offense. And you, last week you said, you, maybe I should be the medical reporter. Uh, how how close do you think he is? And and what, what can a guy provide coming off know. an injury? <laughs> what can he provide coming off an injury right away? Are we expecting too much?
3: I think, yeah. I mean, he hasn't played football in nine months and or whatever it is, 10 months, and Uh, You know, the kid didn't get OTAs, he didn't get training camp, he didn't get any real game time experience, and um, for us to expect him to go out there and and set the world on fire is is a little bit um, unrealistic. But at the same time, he certainly can help us. He certainly can help us a lot, and um, you know, however many plays that may be down the stretch here. Hopefully, at some at some point, it becomes the whole game. But you know, whenever whenever that time is that they give him the green light, um, he certainly will help us with with however many plays he wants to be on the field and and can handle right now. it'll, It'll be a Good shot in
4: the arm. Jacksonville is up next. That's obviously the, the focus of what's going on. And Trevor Lawrence is really starting to play some pretty good football for uh, for that team. He's a former number one overall pick like yourself. What's what's the pressure like as a former number one pick? Is, is it made up pressure? Is that stuff that you put on yourself? Or is it tangible? Can you actually feel pressure of of needing to perform because of where you were drafted?
2: It's a good
3: question. I think it's uh it's mostly what you do put on yourself. You know, if you if you make it bigger than what it is, then you know, it'll it'll bury you and it'll, it'll hurt you. But if you just go out there and play and enjoy being around your teammates and play football and, you know, he didn't he didn't crap himself number one overall. They did. He's just he's just the same guy he's always been and um you know, that being in that position sure carries a lot of weight and a lot of responsibility. But you're playing football and, and if you play for fifteen years or you play for five, you you still have a lot of fun and enjoy it and um, like you said he's playing some good ball right now and uh, he's doing a good job
2: does it feel like this game because we were just talking about from a fan's perspective it'll feel like hey the loss was was disappointing but the the faith gets reinstilled if you guys followed up beat Jacksonville because then there's another showdown game with Minnesota and it doesn't I know players never look down the road but do you look at it as hey we can prove to ourselves here that the Buffalo game was a Super Bowl favorite we went toe-to-toe with them but we can compete with anybody got to win this Jacksonville game.
3: Yeah. They're all going to be, you know, must wins from this point on with, with what happened, unfortunately, early in the season for us, you know, they're all, they're all must wins. And, um, you know, whatever that leads us to at the end of the year, you know, we'll look back and evaluate it then. But um, this game is just as big as any other one we'll play all year. And we've got to be focused on it. And as we are, I mean, this is a good team. They're coming off a a win, um, a win last week. And then, you know, they played a Tuscany you another know, Super Bowl, you know, favorite in Kansas City and then they beat Vegas the week before. So they're rolling in here too and feel good and we gotta make sure we're we're strapped up and ready to go.
4: Do you guys dare to, you know, consider yourself a, as a playoff caliber team or is this yours just still so laser focused on what's what's to come next week?
3: We're laser focused, man. We'll we'll let we'll let all you guys decide who's the playoff caliber team in week thirteen and uh, you know, we'll, we'll just keep saying laser focused in, in each game. And if we if we win the next, if we win all six of them, I think we got a good chance. You know, <laughs> but if we don't, then then who knows where we land? But we got to win one at a time in order to win all six. And um, you know, it'll start this week with Jacksonville.
2: Well, Jared, we appreciate your time as always, and look forward to talking to you next week. Good luck this week against Jacksonville.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate
1: it.
2: There he is, Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff, who joins us every Tuesday here on Carson Anderson.